This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. In the shotgun, Carr's going to throw, pumps, looks end zone, throws for the end zone, wide open! James Young! I only play the slots because you know what they say scared money don't make money and I got scared money Rodgers to the end zone caught for the touchdown James Jones John Gruden has not coached since 2008 so what makes you believe that he is the guy to take this franchise to the next level you know and it's just Cali swag what up, what up? You're listening to Keeping It 300, a Raiders podcast brought to you by Blue Wire. I'm Fallon Smith with the one and only James Jones. Hello, James. Hello, Fallon. Hello. <laughs> Tell people what you're doing right now, being a fat cow. Always, man. You know, I'm, I'm retired. I ain't got to make no way to nothing like that. You know what I mean? My days are over. And even then, I ate everything and anything. I always used to tell the coach, man, you got to eat this. You got to eat that. Stay away from injuries, I said, coach. Eating a banana before the game, if Khalil Mack fall on my leg the right way, I'm hurt. <laughs> ain't no banana, ain't no banana saving me. So, you know, let me eat these Twix and Snickers and cakes and cookies and all that. So all good. The funny thing is he's actually eating a banana right now, but that's not yep. why I said he's a fatty, because once I called him on Skype the first time, he was downing a bag of lace chips, like downing it. Lace, potato chips, and a banana, man. Champion's <laughs> meal. Champion's meal. You want a six-pack? Lace, potato no, chips. That only works for yeah. people like you who have, like, oh. the best genes on the face of the planet. Oh. Anyways, oh. Uh, we are recording this Monday, September 30th. It's Victory Monday. To, What'd you yeah, say? we need to record every Monday. We can. You want to do it? I'm down. I thought it was your schedule, homie, that we can't record every Monday. We should record every Monday if it's early. Okay, we'll do it. Let's do that then. Hey guys, you guys will have a podcast out Monday afternoon. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, but anyways, it's Victory Monday for the Raiders, who beat the Colts thirty-one to twenty-four to improve to two Whoa. and two through the first yes. uh, quarter of the season. But James, guess what? Yeah. I called the final score. So before the game, I did like this pregame live stream on Twitter with Raider Cody, who's also in the Blue Wire Network. So go follow his podcast, the Raider Cody podcast that's what it's called um and when i gave him my score predictions i said the raiders are gonna win 31 to 24 so i'm kind of feeling myself right now you know what i'm there saying you go. predicted that you might need to go to vegas then Nah, i'm just kidding um it was funny so i usually i overthink scores and this one i just like rambled it off and i'm like dang i should be betting i don't like to bet yeah. <laughs> but anyways uh we'll recap uh the game in just a bit but first some tough news for the raiders 
so much for Victory Monday. Why does this always happen to the Raiders? You know, something know. good happens, but it's followed by something bad. <laughs> so yeah. the NFL uh, has suspended linebacker Vontez Burfecht without pay uh, for the rest of the season after his helmet-to-helmet hit on Colts tight end Jack Doyle. That's 12 games, okay? Yeah. That's the longest punishment handed down by the NFL for an on-field action in NFL history. Yeah. Okay? And the NFL said it had to do with his past. Okay? They said, quote, your extensive history of rules violations is factored yeah. into this decision regarding accountability measures. So, James, before I talk about his past, I want to talk about that hit on Doyle. Okay? Yeah. In, re- in real time, I couldn't really tell. Then I looked at the replay. I'm like, okay, sure. Dirty hit. Now, some people agreed with me. Others, probably mostly Raider fans, said, I don't know what I'm talking about. I never played football in my life, so I should shut up. That's what they said. (laughs) Even John Gruden after the game said, no, it was the right call. So please give me your assessment on that hit. Was it dirty or not? During the game, I mean, yeah. I mean, the the way the rules are set up right now in the National Football League, I guess you would call it a dirty hit. You know what I mean? Just because the way that they're trying to get rid of those hits and lowering your helmet and targeting and going helmet to helmet, you know, with with another guy. Yes, I I truly believe that it was a dirty hit, deserved to be ejected. This 12-game suspension is absolutely outrageous, if you're asking me. I mean, that's ridiculous. I mean, if you go back and you look at the way Jackson hit Allen from Buffalo, right on the chin, knocked him out. You know, yeah, he was running. Jack was catching the ball, and he came and he hit him, you know. But it's still helmet to helmet, lowering the crown of your head, knocking a guy out. I mean, we see it all the time. I understand the guy has a track record and things. But, when I mean, you're talking about 12 games, suspending the the guy for a whole season for his first offense of the year. That's that's absolutely ridiculous to me. Am I with protecting the guys and keeping guys healthy? Of course. I mean, because at the end of the day I mean Vontae he could get hurt doing that you know what I'm saying and I think that's the main thing too like yeah he got out of it he's a violent player he loves to hit he loves to you know put fear in people but at the end of the day him to him to continue to keep doing that he can get hurt you know what I'm saying so suspending him for the game absolutely for the season that's absolutely ridiculous so I know he will appeal it and my money is on him winning that appeal. And I would say they would probably suspend him maybe four games. But 12, that, that's that's ridiculous. Just to go back on the hit, I my mind said, dude, you're a captain, all right? The Raiders, they raved about you entering the season, right? Yeah, you're a changed just, man. No, 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 I get it. You're still the same guy. <laughs> I'm just saying that. But the, the thing is, like, they can't afford to lose this guy, okay? He's the captain of that defense, right? He's the yeah. only middle linebacker that the Raiders have. Now, yeah. um, if it was intentional, which I think it was, you know, um, I just don't understand kind of what goes through his head when he does stuff like that because yeah. I'm like, dude, are you trying to get ejected or do you really think that nobody is watching you and you could get away with yeah. it because that's clearly not the case. So yeah. look at his track record. So I'm going to roll off some things. So this is Burfick's fourth suspension in his career. So in 2016, he was suspended three games for an illegal hit. 2017, suspended three games for an illegal hit. 2018, suspended four games for PEDs. Now, in his seven seasons with the Bengals, he was hit with a total of 13 fines and suspensions. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And that cost him over $4 million. Yeah. James, what? I was one of those fines, too, when he was in Cincinnati. That's what I was going to ask. So you were? 
Yeah. Ah. Yeah. He smacked me. He smacked me over the middle, came down, hit me helmet to helmet. And I popped up and I said, good hit, big dog. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, that's part of the game. I mean, you know how I am. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you know, I think the game is going soft. I, I yeah. think the game yeah, is going completely, completely soft. And when we played Cincinnati, we knew coming across the middle. Hey. Big dog will smack you now, so you better, yes. <laughs> you better have you better have your head on the swivel. So I came on the crossing route. Aaron threw me the ball, and big dog smacked me. You know, flag penalties and all that in the air. He got he got fined for that in Cincinnati. But I mean, it, it, it's part of the game, and it, and it's crazy because when you super slow mo. Any play it looks bad or worse than it actually is. It looks worse on the yeah, athlete. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the game is moving so fast. Yeah. Like he's a hunter. Yeah. Know. You know what I'm saying? Hit, every, hit everything that moves. You know what I'm saying? Whoever gets the ball hit. So he's flying around hitting. Yeah, he ducked his head and he went in and hit. But if he would have ducked his head and, you know, Jack would have moved and he would have hit him in the shoulder would have been looking like okay dang just physical play he trying to get the guy down you know what I mean so it's just it just sucks when every replay you slow 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 motion and it's like okay yeah he is in the wrong you know what I'm saying but I mean it's tough for a guy like him because I mean you don't want him to lose that. You don't want to want him to lose that aggression. You want him to play smart. You don't want him to do stupid stuff. Yeah. But you don't want him to lose that aggression and all that. And when you slow mow it, man, it just makes it look that much worse. And then, I mean, like you were telling me before, I mean, Doyle was like, look, I didn't think it was that big. Yeah, with- Doyle literally said, here's the quote, I just got tackled. I'm sure it looked worse than it was. Yeah. I didn't really feel anything. My helmet protected me. Now, I don't know if – he was just trying to, you know, act big and bad because he's a tight end. Didn't want to, you know, say, yeah, man, that hurt. Man, I got knocked out. But he didn't think it was a big deal. So I yeah. feel the league obviously was trying to make an example out of him because of his past. Now, going back to his past, I 100% understand why the Absolutely. league did what they did, right? Absolutely. But in my opinion, you can't just make up rules as you go. Yeah. Like, does it yeah. specifically say in the CBA that if you have X amount of illegal hits— that's a season ban because, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't see how you can suspend him if it's actually yeah. not in writing. It's suspended from the rest of the season. Now, I say, okay, five games, you know, sure, because of his past, right? Uh, uh, five is too much. But here's the thing. He's already got <laughs> – no, but he's already gotten suspended three games twice. So that's for six games. So I think, okay, up it a little bit, four or five games, right? But this is the thing. Like, he's a football player. He's not a Fallon. And, James, you know, people have gotten much less for much worse. You know, you can beat a woman or beat a child. Yeah. Get nothing. Uh, Albert Hainsworth, remember back in 2006, dude? He got five games for ripping a player's helmet off and stomping on their head with his cleat. He got five games, James. Just five. I mean, I mean, and I, I, I just, I don't know, man. I just kind of look at, and trust me, he is going to win this appeal. I don't know what really they're going to bring it down you to. Really, really one, one, one hundred percent. Okay. Now I don't know what they're going to bring it down to. Uh, six games, four games, three games, but he's going to win this appeal. When I, okay. when I sit back and I look at guys like, okay, all right, you want to go off of multiple offenses? When I sit there and I look at guys like, uh. What's my man's name? Uh, Sue. Oh, the Dominican Sue? When I look at guys like Sue, four, five, six times, 
You know what I'm saying? What does he get? A game here, a game there, two games. What about Pac-Man? I'm just, I'm just even Pac-Man. A yeah. whole season? You mean? No, I know it's on. ridiculous. Like, like I understand that you're trying to put fear into the guy, basically telling him, like, man, this is too much. But yeah. dude, that's that's absolutely ridiculous, man. All right, he got he got one illegal penalty this season hitting the guy, and you trying to take his whole season again. You already know it's because of his track record. I know they wouldn't have done this if his track record wasn't very very long, and he didn't have four million dollars of of fines and uh, suspensions that he's lost. And I and I understand that, but at the same time, it's a lot of guys out there with track. No, records. no, I know, I hundred percent agree. I don't disagree with you at all. You know, you can't you can't go off of that just taking a man's whole year. That's that's ridiculous, man. Well, clearly this is going to affect the Raiders because, as I mentioned, he's one of the leaders. He is the leader on that defense. They don't have a backup middle linebacker. But what I was going to say was he's considered and been considered before the Raiders signed him one of the dirtiest players in the National Football League. So the Raiders already knew what they were getting when they signed him. So in my opinion, they should have had a backup plan in case something like this went down. And they don't. Yeah. Clearly they don't because they didn't never even signed a backup linebacker. So this is a huge loss, not just because of his leadership, uh, but because of his physical play on the field, right? So yeah. they've already lost Markel Lee for the season. They're extremely thin at linebacker. So what do they do now, James? In in my opinion, even though I feel like this is a, a huge drop-off, people thought I was crazy on Twitter. Some people were with me. I said, go get Jason Cabinda off the Detroit Lions practice squad because he already knows the system. Yeah. Plug and play. Even though it's a huge drop-off, go get him. Yeah, and, and the thing is, I mean, we don't know who they might have on a practice squad. We don't Justin know who Phillips they might. Justin Phillips is who they actually um, promoted yeah. when they cut your boy Ryan Grant. Yeah, so. And then they have Devontae, what's his name? Shoot. Dakota Allen. Dakota yeah. Allen, yeah. Dakota so I Allen. mean, I mean, I'm sure they could they could mix some stuff up. Obviously, you know, it's probably not going to be the production that Burfick was because I mean he knows that system very well. I mean he is a middle linebacker, so I mean that's his position. But I'm sure they'll be able to rotate some guys, move some guys around, and put some guys in there to help help them make plays. But yeah, that's a big blow, man. And at the end of the day, I mean, shoot, the NFL has to understand, man. Like. This is one-time penalty, and you suspending the guy for a whole season, man. You don't even know what that does to his team. You know what I mean? But I mean they don't care, and it's the Raiders. I really feel like the NFL. Has I know, I know them. they don't care, but it's just, it's just crazy, man. That you know, I'm saying one-time offense because this is the only time it happened this season. You know no, what I'm true. saying? And and that's ridiculous to take a man's whole season. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to take his whole season, and just because it was Jackson's first-time offense, you're going to say, all right, ten thousand dollar fine. That's ridiculous. So I have a question. You have kids. Yes. So if you mm-hmm. punish your kids for doing something, right? You punish them the first yeah. time. Punish them the second time. Punish them the third time. Then they do it again. Are you going to give them the same punishment? No, I'll probably beat them. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I, I I'm can't. I'm just saying. You know what I'm I, talking, trying to say. My, my kids love football. Yeah, I know. You know, they love basketball. I can't see myself, okay, they messed up in school, boom, you take their phone or take you can't play yeah. the video game or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They mess up the second time, you know what I'm saying? You beat the brakes off them or something. I don't know. But <laughs> I could never see myself like, dude, your whole season is done. You're not. No, man. It's, it's like, come on now. I just that's, that's just me. Now I understand, like, okay, he did it again. I mean, basically put him in jail then. <laughs> okay. No, that's true. You know, you know, put him in the gosh leash. 
man, like it's football. It happens. The game is moving fast, man. He's a violent player. Sir, every player is different in the National Football League, man. And obviously I totally understand how the league's trying to protect players uh, and all the stuff about CTE, et cetera. Um, so I get that, but I'm just kind of upset with the inconsistency. You know, they've never set a precedent, and now they're trying to make an example out of him, which I think is just freaking ridiculous. So 12 games is outrageous, yeah. Yeah, so moving on, we do have some more news. I don't know if you know this, but um, Jordan Devy, uh, who's been filling in for right guard Gabe Jackson, He's going yeah. to miss the remainder of the season with a pectoral tear. Oh, it probably oh. hurt so bad. Yeah. Uh, so Denzel Goody stepped in and actually played well for him uh, yesterday. But Gabe Jackson, he's not going to come back like you thought the next game. He's actually not coming back until after the bye week when they play against your Packers. So what happened, James? What in the world? That means just they're kidding. just be. That means they're just being super, super, super precautious. No, and, yeah, I th- of and, I, and I think this win helps out. Yeah, you true. Know? Buying them some time. Yeah, I think it's like, okay, let's try to be strong, strong, strong down the, down the you know, last eight games of the season or whatever. So It'll be 11 games. He'll play 11 games, so that's good. Yeah, I'm, yeah I mean, it's smart. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, shoot, you're going to, especially when it gets to crunch time, you're going to want to run the ball down people's throats. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. let's not rush him back. You know what I mean? And he mess around and re-aggravate it or something, and then he's out for four more weeks or something like that. So I understand it from that standpoint of it because you want him down the stretch when you start getting playing a lot of these division games and you want yeah. to run the ball, especially when it get December and all that, start getting cold some places and all that. You want to be able you want to be able to run the ball so make sure he's 100 percent healthy um and like i said it helps when you you know you you mess around and get a win and now you're two and two so you know you could be like look we ain't really pressing pressing right now you know what i mean so that's good but he'll be back sooner than later and they'll be able to run the ball all over field you know what's so crazy how tough though um offensive linemen are because trent brown he is banged up, got the knee injury, got the ankle injury, then had this hand, finger injury, whatever. He went out, came back in, and played the rest of the game. I mean, this yeah. man, ha, ha, what? He's a monster. That's what part, in the world? That's part of it, man. You know what I mean? That's, that's, part, that's part of it. Like we always say, after the very first day of training camp, no one is 100%. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Everybody is banged up. You might feel different, feel good every now and then, you know, better yeah. Better days than others, but you're banged up, man. And I mean, shoot, it's it's mind over matter. You got to go out there and play, man. It's gonna happen. After you play, go get in the ice tub, do whatever you got to do to rehab and get yourself back. But you need them dogs on your team, man. That's gonna come out there and that's gonna fight through anything. I've seen people have little nagging injuries and could still play and be like, no, nah, man, I'm gonna wait until I could, you know, hundred. But oh, shut up, bro. Get out here. I'm you out here. You played with you played with a lot worse. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm out here. Win. Get out. Get out here and play. But everybody ain't built. Like that, so I respect the yeah. players who go out there with sore this, sore that, broke this, broke that, and go yeah. out there and play and fight for their team because that's what it's all about. All right, well, it's time to react to the Raiders' huge win, huge road win over the Colts. Um, yes, okay, the Colts they were missing some key defensive players. Hey, no excuses. That's what I was gonna say. No excuses. Ty Hilton was out. Okay, still no excuses. Guess what? The Raiders were missing a bunch of players. Yeah. Okay, this is the NFL. No excuses. Still a great road win. With that said. In my opinion, the defense won this game for the Raiders. Yes, the offense showed up. I think John Gruden listened to all of us. Uh, He spread the offense out. He got creative with some play designs. Finally, finally got Josh Jacobs involved in the passing game. 
Yeah. Thank the Lord. Um, but the game ball definitely goes to the defense, who everyone yeah. crapped on, James, including myself. Uh, they were physical, as yeah. you saw. Uh, the D-line, okay, this is what was the most impressive, in my opinion, the D-line dominated one of the best offensive lines in the National Football League. Yeah. They held Marlon Mack to just, what, 39 rushing yards? The Colts only had 81 rushing yards as a team. Yeah, that's big time. That's, that's huge. That's big time. They made yeah. Jacoby Brissett try to beat them through the air. Yeah. Eric Harris sealed the game with a pick six. And rookie Max Crosby, heck of a game. Carl Joseph and LaMarcus Joyner had monster games. I mean, what do you think about the defense's performance? I was impressed. I was really impressed, James. I loved what I seen. And first and foremost, before you go to, into any game, it's always stop the run. And especially when you're playing teams that, you know, quarterbacks, you know, is really not the strong point of the team. You know, you got to make that you got to make that guy beat you. And I think that was the game plan. Go in there, shut down the run, keep them off balance, force Jacoby Brissett to make throws and beat us, especially without T.Y. Hilton. And I think that's exactly what they did. I mean, the Colts were the reason why they were having a lot of success against the Chargers, against uh, Houston, running the football. That's what they were doing. They were running the air out of the football. You know, Jacoby Brissett even had a hat on in one of his media things talking about run the ball. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So to come in there and shut down the run and make Jacoby Brissett make some throws, you know, the Raiders, they dominated the line of scrimmage, man. And at the end of the day, when it was time to make a play, they got one and took it to the crib and made made a play on defense. And whenever you can score on defense, man, your chances of winning go way, way up. Yeah, and they forced a fumble also, I think, in the red zone that uh, took some points off the board, some possible points off the board for the Colts. So that was huge as well. Um, And, you know, one of my biggest concerns entering this game was actually because T.Y. Hilton was not playing, that the tight ends were going to get more touches and more targets. And you know the Raiders have trouble covering tight ends. And who scored, obviously, uh, was it Jack Doyle that scored one? And then uh, Eric Ebron at the end that made the game a little too close for comfort. (laughs) Um, But I think overall I was impressed because they had some great form tackles. I was impressed with them. Just overall the physicality that they played without miss with missing a lot of their guys as well. So do you think it was just because the defense heard all the, the press clippings and they're like, look, we ain't as bad as y'all think, okay? We ain't as bad as the stats. <laughs> well, I think it was a little bit of both. I think that the Raiders came out and they did what they had to do, dominating the line of scrimmage. But as we watched the game and as I watched the game, it was a lot of drop passes by the Colts as oh, well. Oh, yeah, that is true. <laughs> they had the dropsies. I mean, I they lie. You're right. did You're right. have the dropsies. So, yes, you take the good with the good and the bad with the bad. You're but at right. the end of the day, okay, we shut down the run, which I think they will do this week too, shut down the run. But – you got to be able to cover in the back end and be able to get your hands on some balls and make some plays because you better believe that the Bears wide receivers is not just going to come out there and drop all the balls like the Colts Colts did. But yeah. first and foremost, what they did was come out. They was a the more physical team on defense, especially. They shut down the run, and they forced the Kobe Brissett and them to beat them, and they did. Yeah. So offensively, they got off to a fast start. They got the lead, held on to it. Josh Jacobs was the closer. Uh, They were balanced. They had 189 passing yards, 188 rushing yards. I mean, that's as balanced as it gets. Um, But here's what's funny. Everybody wants to jump back on the D.C. bandwagon, right, just because they won. Um, For the record, I never left it. For the record, I never <laughs> left it. I was just playing devil's advocate last you, week. You sounded like you was on the fence. No, though. I 
mean, uh, I, no, no, no. I was playing devil's advocate because I knew you were going to be like pro DC, and I don't think the fans want to hear a podcast that's kissing DC's butt. So I wanted to get both sides. Ain't nobody can... kissing DC butt. We're gonna let you know when he play good. We're gonna let you know when he play bad. But we're okay. gonna let you know that there ain't no need to run away from him when he play bad. That's the only thing. Okay. Yes, and I did say, and you did say, you know, he does need to step up, make better decisions, etc. Yeah, absolutely. I also said, I said that John Gruden needs to put him in a better position to succeed, and that's what he did on Sunday, James. Am I correct? Uh, I think it was more D.C. making throws than Coach Gruden putting them in. You are telling me <laughs> that literally those those designs in the first quarter. No, no, no I'm, I'm joking. He did, oh, have, okay. he did have some very good design plays, man, that, that, I, that I really did like. And I'm not even talking about the reverse and all that. I'm talking about the way he designed some plays up to get the ball to the tight end, to get the ball to Tyrell Wood. I mean, he, he designed some plays to, to help Derek Carr out. And Derek Carr made some, some great throws, too, man. Yeah. That, back, that back shoulder ball to Tyrell Williams for a touchdown, that ball to number 87, the tight end in the Foster corner was – yeah, that was that was a bad throw. So, I mean, he made some throws, but they did do a lot of things, and that's going to be good going into this next game too where you give the Chicago Bears a bunch of different looks. So, you're not just playing Jane, peanut butter, and jelly out there. You know, you got to give them some different looks or they, they're going to be able to dominate you. So, I love what they put on film this week. Derek Carr slung it around the field, but they ran the ball. And you better believe the Bears is going to come in there first and foremost, like they did last week, to one of the best running backs in the National Football League and Cook. Shut him down. Shut him down. Okay, but we have to talk about your boy, Trevor Davis. TD. Yes. So two carries, 74 yards. One was a 60-yard touchdown on a jet sweep, okay? And when we used to talk about the Packers on this podcast, you said – I love this dude. Yeah. And I guess people in Raider Nation know why you love this dude, James. What does he bring to this team? As we obviously saw Sunday, but elaborate a little bit more. Well, first off in Green Bay, you've seen every time he touched the ball that he was an explosive player. And that's the main reason why he was on punt return. You know, so Steve. whenever you can get the ball in his hands, he's going to make a play. You know, and I think the Raiders seen that from him doing doing punt returns, the passes he did catch in Green Bay. He's a yakster after he yeah. gets the ball. So, no, it's after the catch. Yeah, I mean, we know, we know that he has speed. It's just about being able to get the ball in his hands. And I like the way they used him. I mean, you could tell that, you know, they came really use him too much because he's still learning the offense and getting that stuff down but to get him in there and try to get the ball in his hands get him some touches so he can make some plays I I loved how they used him so you better believe on the scout report now that they're going to watch that it's going to be able to open up some other stuff you know whenever you see him him race 60 yards on a little end around and then now shoot if you bring him on that and fake it it's gonna it's gonna open up a lot of other stuff so you know, I, I love I love TD man. Trevor Davis, he, he's a, he's a good player. Like I said, he has speed, but when you get the ball into his hands quickly, yes. he can make people miss, and he can turn five yard gains into twenty yard gains. He can turn big catches and explosive, and you need that. That's what the Raiders' offense needs: explosive plays. And it's actually funny because the Bears they have a guy. And his name is Cordero Patterson, who used to be on the Raiders, who's kind of, I always called him a gadget player, even though he hated uh, kind of to be called that. But this is kind of our version of Cordero Patterson, even though Patterson, wasn't he much taller, but he's fast as heck. Ooh, yeah. I don't know if we need to put T-Dat. But I'm just saying you could use him in similar ways to get to get creative with your offense is all I'm trying to say. Well, this is what I will say. Yes. When you're talking about getting creative with your offense, I think, you know, Cordero Patterson, 
times and you could get a little bit more creative because you could put them in the backfield. Yeah, that's you true. You know what I'm saying? TD is probably 175 pounds soaking wet. So, you're not going to put him in the backfield and run him up the gut or nothing like that. But yes, you could put him in the backfield and motion him out, or you could, you know, like you say, end arounds and things like that. You could you could create some plays with him. But I want to see them get him involved in the pass game. You have a guy that can fly now. Yes. Now I know he does not know the offense all the way, but you can get him out there and you can send him on them deep posts, them mm-hmm. go routes. You ain't you ain't need to do a lot of thinking and none of that right now to send him on a post, send him on a go route, and not only that to help Tyrell and those tight ends get open, but you need to take some shots down the field yeah. with uh, Trevor Davis to be able to open it up and just let the let the Bears know that we will take these shots down the football field. So I love the addition of Trevor Davis. I think he's going to help him out in the long run and be able to get them some explosive plays. And J.J. Nelson, uh, he was inactive because he suffered an ankle injury. So it was funny. They plugged in Trevor Davis. And they're like, oh, okay, we got two quick dudes on our team yeah. now. So that's going to be exciting to see going forward um, that the Raiders actually do have the speed um, at wide receiver. So I do want to mention before we talk about the uh, Bears real quick, I don't know if you know this, but we had a few guys make some history. Okay? So Josh Jacobs, he set a rookie rushing record for most rushing yards by a player in his first four games with 307. So he beat um, Darren McFadden's mark of 272 yards through four games. That was set back in 2008. So it's been a while since the Raiders have had, you know, a full-on bell cow, number one uh, running back that takes the majority uh, of the carries. And then Darren Waller. This is pretty cool here. I, I love that he's on the team because he is a weapon. Yes. Now, he, he joined Antonio Gates, Jimmy Graham, Zach Ertz, and Jordan Cameron. Lord, have mercy. Yeah, listen to the guys I just listed. That's great yeah, company right there. Okay? Buddy. He joined them as the only tight ends in NFL history to have 30 catches throughout his first four games of the season. That's big time. So, you know, Raiders, y'all got some weapons here. We got Josh yeah. Jacobs. We got Darren Waller. So keep getting excited and, and uh, have some positivity moving forward. But also, guess who is the only wide receiver in the NFL right now who has touchdowns in each of the first four games? Ah, Tyrell Williams. Yes. So, hello, yeah. wide receiver one. Hello. Yeah, man. Keep getting him the ball. He's balling right now, man. And, I mean, it's no surprise to me. I, I seen him in San Diego, you know, when he was with the Chargers. I mean. He's a baller, and they're giving him opportunities. If it was up to me, I would give him a couple more, you know, just because he's he got a nose for that end zone right now, and he's making he's really making every catch that DC throws to him. Yeah. And when you're in a groove like that as a wide receiver, you want the ball to keep coming your way, no matter if it's four dudes on you, two dudes on you, one dude on you. The confidence that you have because you keep making these plays is like, dude, I don't care. I'm going to make the play. Just like when Crabtree and Derek Carr had it cooking, he didn't matter who. Who was over there? I'm throwing it over there because I believe you're going to come down with it. That's how Tyrell Williams is right now. And I think they need to find a way to give him some more opportunities. And I think Trevor Davis will Mm -hmm. open it up for him to get some more opportunities because you got a guy that could go and blow the top off. I know that we spoke about in the last podcast how, like, Derek Carr, the reason why he wasn't trying to fit things through tight windows is because he doesn't trust his wide receivers right now. And I think that he – made the best attempt he could possible this weekend to make some throws through tight windows. Um, Trusted his receivers a little bit more, but guess what? Some of the Raiders players 
they had the case of the dropsies as well. I mean, yeah. Tyrell Williams dropped a sure touchdown in the end zone. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't a great pass, but if your hands are anywhere near the football, if your fingertips could touch the football, you got to haul it in, okay? You got to make the catch. Got to, and especially you got to make the tough ones, man. And, I, I mean, that's the main thing. You got to – when Derek Carr is trying to force these things in the tight windows because he believes he can make these throws and believe you can make these catches, you got to make them because those are game-changing plays. You know what I mean? If you're able to come down with those big catches, those he'll are game-changing plays. He'll continue to exactly. go to Exactly, and he'll continue to, to, to trust those passes. You know yeah, what I mean? Because exactly. at the end of the day, if Derek Carr is not going to make none of those throws and make none of those passes, the Raiders are not going to win a lot of ball games. So no. he's going to have to make some of those throws and complete some of them passes, but you're not going to continue to throw them if your if guys you continue dropping. dropping them, you know? Exactly. So. Okay, well, the Raiders, they flew straight to London from Indy, where they're going to face former Raider Khalil Mack and the Bears this week. We are going to discuss how in the world do you slow down Khalil Mack? How do you prevent him from taking over a game? What should the Raiders' game plan be? That's next, but first we have to take a quick break, so stay where you are. Hey, Blue Wire listeners, let's be honest. Men, they look their best when they're wearing a suit, especially one that is fitted to a T, right? Now, the only problem is a lot of men don't want to pay a fortune for a custom suit, and I don't blame them. Well, guess what? Thank goodness there's Indochino. Indochino was founded on the belief that you don't have to break the bank on a custom wardrobe. No, Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. They make shirts, suits, coats, and more. And everything is made to your exact measurement for a great fit. And the best part is that they're affordable. Almost all of their custom clothing is under $400. So why don't you start your style upgrade now? Visit Indochino.com, enter Blue Wire at checkout, and you get $30 off your total purchase. Plus, get this, shipping is absolutely free. Again, that's Indochino.com. Enter the promo code BLUEWIRE for $30 off your total purchase. An incredible deal for made-to-measure clothing. You really have no excuse anymore to wear clothing that doesn't fit. Go visit Indochino.com. When you're selling online, getting your orders out can be a real pain. It's also time-consuming, expensive. I mean, there's so many carriers to choose from, so how do you know you're making the best choice? (laughs) Well, I'll tell you. You need ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. ShipStation helps you get your orders out quickly. It helps you save money on shipping costs. And most importantly, it helps you keep your customers happy. No matter where you're selling, whether it's Amazon, Etsy, or even your own website, ShipStation brings all of your orders into one simple interface, making them really easy to manage from any device, even your cell phone. ShipStation works with all the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, UPS, even Amazon Fulfillment, so you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. And right now, Blue Wire podcast listeners can try ShipStation for free for 60 days when you use the promo code BLUE. 
There's absolutely no risk. You can start your free trial without even entering your credit card information. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in BLUE. That's B-L-U-E. Again, ShipStation.com, then enter the promo code BLUE. ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. All right, we are back. I said it last week, and I'm going to say it again this week. This is a week-to-week league, so we react based on what happens each week. So Raider Nation, great win over the Colts. Everybody's excited right now. You should be excited. The Raiders are 2-2. Two and two. They survived the first four weeks of the season, the first quarter of the season. But guess what? <clears throat> yeah. I don't care, you know, that the Bears don't have Mitch Trubisky. I am scared to see what Khalil Mack is about to do to his good friend, Derek Carr. Now, maybe he'll gently lay him down, (laughs) but he's going to destroy the Raiders' offensive line. I'm worried about this game, James. So this is is all I'm going to say about this Khalil Mack situation. And you can see my tone. Wow, are you really serious now? It got got real calm because I I really want the Raiders coaching staff to listen to me right here. (laughs) Okay, okay. You you traded (sighs) one of the best players in the National Football League. Okay, now that's that that's over. Yeah, that's over. There's nothing you can do about it. That's what you. That's what you did. Now listen to me, Raiders. You cannot let this man dominate this game. And beat you single-handedly because that is possible. He could do that. Because if you do do that, you will never hear the end of it from Raider Nation no matter what you do. So my advice right now to the Raiders and the Raiders coaching staff, whatever you have to do, if Leonard Floyd beat you, if – any other mother D lineman beat you? So be it. <laughs> Who cares? But 52, Khalil Mack cannot beat you. And what I mean by that is every time Josh Jacobs is about to go out for a route, you bang 52 first before you get out of there. Every time Darren Waller about to go out for a route, you bang 52 before you go out But there. how do you slow him down? Because, you know, Chip even if he's... Because you put that shoulder in his ribs every time. He ain't going to feel it, bro. Have you seen his abs? He has like a 30-pack. He might not feel it, but what I'm saying <laughs> is you got to let him know that you're there. You cannot... Yeah him ruin this game you better come on now you better believe that Khalil Mack circled this game on his calendar he did he he did he told Deion Sanders he's been waiting for this no doubt and you better believe that we probably we think we've seen the best of Khalil Mack (laughs) this is gonna be on a whole nother level possibly we don't we don't know we this dude is the effort this dude is about to play with the heart this dude is about to I play mean, with. The, wait, wait, the heart his teammates. Uh, no. For him. For him. him. are about to play with. Mm-hmm. They are coming. Yeah, and no. they already a dominant defense. And you better believe that they are coming. So, with that being said, you have to chip him. I know. Because double teaming and, and triple teaming ain't going to work. Or you just hold them on every play and just hope that you don't get called for the flag every time. <laughs> Telling you right now, you have to chip him. Okay, you cannot let him ruin the game. You every chance a running back gets to bang Khalil, you gotta chip bang block, him. Every block. chance a tight end gets to bang Khalil, you gotta bang him. Yeah. Okay, you gotta help out the O line because he is coming. And he ain't no, it ain't no lay DC down softly. He 
finna smack you. <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. But you want to hear something funny? You want to hear something super funny? I texted him last week, right? Um, and I said, hey, are you excited to play the Raiders? And then he texts me back. This ain't no interview, is it? Are you trying to set me up? Are you trying to set me up, Fallon? That's all I needed to hear because you already know he's coming. I'm telling you. And he's excited. And he's excited. And, 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 you, and you can't let him come. Like, for me, as a coach, if I'm Gruden, knowing that I traded a player like Khalil Mack, yeah. I'm, I'm making sure he don't ruin this game because I don't want to hear nobody's mouth. That's I'm true. making sure he don't ruin this game. The Bears might beat us. They, they might beat us. But we don't want Khalil but, Mack to beat us. Yes, but Khalil Mack, his name will not be called. And I'm going to make sure of that. I ain't going to hurt him, but he's going to be an ice tub <laughs> after this game. Because I am going to make sure we are going to have hands on him at all costs. I'm telling you right now, but, Raiders, But then at the same time, me. don't you think that the Bears are going to be prepared for that? So they're going to scheme in a way and move the ball around. Yeah, but there's nothing you can do to really prepare for that. Yeah, you can stun him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But that's why you got Richie Incognito and the guards in there to be able to double him and all that type of stuff if they're going to do that. Yeah, you know but what again, I'm saying? Again, you can't double him or triple team him because he's still going to find a way to get to the quarterback because he's 100%, just freaking 100%. Rid- but what ridiculous. I'm saying is if they show the highlights. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and Khalil Mack is beating three people. Yeah. Great play. You know what I'm saying? But we're not going to ever let you watch a highlight and it's just going to be him <laughs> and the tackle. Yeah, exactly. One-on-one. One on one. <laughs> nah, they ain't no one-on-one. Nah. That ain't never going to happen. And if okay? it does, so, then everybody's going to look at Gruden and your boy, Oli. Olsen, yeah. And be like, yo, are you stupid? You can, <laughs> How did you, you let cannot, this happen? You cannot let him ruin the game. But that's on defense. But with that said, James. Yes. Do you still think he is going to dominate the game? Do you still think he's going to get to Derek Carr, have some forced fumbles, some strip sacks, maybe even a scoop and score or pick six? I mean, what you think? Well, it would be crazy for me to say no. Yeah, it would be crazy for me to say no just because the game plan I just gave you. Yeah. I've seen people try to do it. <laughs> Everybody has tried to do it. It hasn't worked. You know, so the confidence I just gave the coaching staff right now, they probably listen. They're going to listen to this pod. And they're going to say, well, shoot, we've seen four teams this season try to do that, and ain't nobody stopped Khalil Mack yet. You know, so with that being said, no, I don't think they're going to do it. I think eventually Khalil's going to make a play in this game, and it's going to be a game-changing play, whether it's a sack, whether it's tackling the running back, stripping the ball out, whether it's he's going to do something to change this game. That's, that's just – type of duty is that's why he wanted the highest paid players in the national football league that's why everybody got his jersey on <laughs> and he a bad man so yes he will make a play to change this game that, that's just Khalil Mack but you just have to make it hard on him every single play it's not one play that you go into this game and say all right well it's the third quarter he ain't made a play yet hey let's let's try to do no the same thing we've been doing to keep, keep him from doing it Absolutely. Okay, so quarterback Mitchell Trubisky will not play against the Raiders or is highly unlikely to play. It's not official. But an MRI revealed that he has a dislocated left shoulder and a slight labrum tear, but it is not going to require surgery. So now uh, the Bears, they still beat the Vikings, though, you know, despite Trubisky being lost in the first quarter. Because why? Their defense, of course. Now their backup is Chase Daniel, former Mizzou Tiger. Got to show some love right there to Mizzou. Uh, But he's a veteran. 
they're in. Um, and honestly, I've never been a huge fan of Trubisky in the first place. So I really don't think there's a huge drop-off from Trubisky to Daniel, to be 100% honest. So what do you think, James? They might have got they might have got better. So, okay, you're with me then. You're with me. Yeah, yeah they might have they got better with Chase. Chase is a better pocket thrower than, uh, than Mitchell Trubisky is. And I feel like he's smarter, too, because he's a vet. He's been through it. See, this is the thing. Mitch can give you more with his legs, can create, you know, a little, probably a little bit more difficult challenge for a defense just because he could create plays with his legs. But when you're talking about a natural pocket passer, I mean, to me, it's not even close. I mean, Chase is a much better pocket passer than he is. But the game plan this week should be the exact same game plan that it was last week against the Colts. Mm. And that is shut down the run. Don't let Montgomery, don't let Cohen beat you with the run game and force Chase to make some throws in the pass game to win this ball game because the Bears have decent receiver core, but their receiver core is not dominant. There's there's no one over there that really puts fear in you like, dang, we got to back up or we can't man to man this guy or he's just going to kill us. Mm-hmm. I mean, Robinson is good, but he's not like putting fear in people like that. So I would... I would man up, I would stop that run, and I would force Chase to make throws and, you know, in the tight windows and try to win this ball game. But you cannot let them stay balanced. That is what Matt Nagy wants to do. He wants to stay balanced, run the ball. He wants to be able to get to his play-action passes. He wants to be able to get creative with Mm -hmm. his formations, whether it's with Patterson, whether it's with Coleman. He wants to be able to get creative. Mm -hmm. If he's not on schedule, he cannot get creative with them formations. And what I mean by on schedule, I mean by second and five. Third and three. That's on schedule. We need to get him in the third and nine, third and 11, you know, second and 10. We need to have him into those so he cannot get to every play that he wants to in his playbook. And we have to make Chase make throws. But you cannot let them run the football. And if they do that mm-hmm. and they chip Khalil Mack, they can look up at the scoreboard in the fourth quarter, and this could be whoever has the ball last could possibly win this ball game. So, <laughs> with that said, I totally agree with you 100%. I don't actually even feel like there's a huge concern with me uh, for the Raiders' defense. My concern, obviously, is with the Raiders' offense and if they can move the football, but how are they going yes. to do it? So, how are they going to move the football with Coleo Mack there? Now, I'm, I'm saying, are they going to beat them on the ground? They're going to beat them through the air because I say it has to be through the air. It has to be. It has to be. And, I mean, the smart thing is you got, you know, a wide receiver rubbing off on you, Fallon, because (laughs) (laughs) that's that's exactly what it has to be because if Dalvin Cook and that offensive line from from Minnesota has been dominating everybody, I mean, this dude has been averaging 150 yards a game. Mm -hmm. And you come out there and he barely had 30 yards against the Chicago Bears. So you better believe that they're going to stop the run, you know. So my game plan – well, yes, let's keep them honest, you know, let them know that, yeah, we will try to run, but it has to be in the pass game. And that's what I'm saying. I would have a big package in for for Trevor Davis to be able to have some shots taken down this field, but not only have that, to have him in the game with some speed to be able to get Darren Waller open, yeah. to be able to get Tyrell Williams open, to be able to make some plays. And I will put 
Darren Waller on the outside, yes. line him up at wide receiver, get him on some of them linebackers, spread some of them linebackers out. And yep. if we are going to run the ball, yep. let's spread them out and run it. Let's yep. not get in this eye formation and let's spread them out. Let's go four wide receivers. Let's put the tight ends out there and let's try to run this ball so we can have a one linebacker set up in there, you know, and not have the box all clogged up trying to run the ball. That will be my game plan. But Derek Carr, <laughs> listen to me, son. <laughs> listen to me, my man. This game in London against the Chicago Bears, you have to make the D.C. throws that I know you can make. And whether it's the tight windows, whether it's the back shoulders, you have to make those throws if you guys want to have a chance to win this ball game out there in London. And that is my game plan for the Raiders. And if they listen to me, Coach (laughs) J.J., Man, they'll be walking out of there with a win. I don't know, Coach JJ. You guys lost. Your son lost the championship this weekend. I don't know if they should listen to you. I'm just kidding. But did you hear what you said when we lost what? The championship. You the right. cha- so you got to the championship. You just didn't have a great game plan for the championship. Is that what you're saying? And that's okay, but I got to that championship. <laughs> I got to that championship, man. You know, shoot. They just they just beat up on us, man. You know, Your my, kid balled out, though. Your son balled out. My little dudes was tired, man. You know, they seven and eight years old. They got to game number six, and they was like, dude, we need McDonald's, coach. We, <laughs> I said, one more, one more game man and they was like nah we cool man so they didn't want to do nothing pull no flags but we got to the championship that's right that's right you're right no I'm just kidding I really love your championship listen to coach JJ I really love your game plan um it's easier said than done I really don't think that you believe what you say um because I don't feel like you have that much confidence in the Raiders to win this game let's be honest come on keep it at 300 we're keeping it 300 (laughs) I'm keeping the tree hunted right now. I'm scared. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I'm, I'm scared for the Raiders, man. But the only thing is, is I know that I've been in that Raiders locker room. We started 0-10. But going yeah. through all them games, I never thought we were going to lose. I never thought we were I didn't care who was playing. I never thought we were going to lose. So I'm talking like a player right now in that locker room. I know none of them in there think they're going to lose this ball game. Am I scared as a fan now watching because I've seen over the last four weeks what this Bears defense has done to special quarterbacks? Mm-hmm. You know, to Aaron Rodgers, you know, one touchdown and, you know, how they shut down that run. Like, they, they this is a dominant defense. You oh, know no. what I'm saying? And, yes, I am scared. But I do feel like they, <laughs> listen, they listen to my game plan. I feel like they can, they can make this game nasty and look up in the fourth quarter and be like, okay, we got ourselves a ball game. Now it comes down to who's going to make the most plays in the fourth quarter. Trust me, you and all of Raider Nation, I'm sure they feel the same way, <laughs> as do I. So let's see what happens. It's going down in London Sunday. Uh, Raiders, Bears, Derek Carr versus his good friend Khalil Mack. Um, I can't wait to see what happens. I hope the Raiders actually show up for this one and it's not, um, you know, a bloodbath. That's what I hope. I hope it's close to the fourth quarter. There's no such things as moral victories, um, but I hope it's not a blowout. And I also hope they shock the world and beat the Chicago Bears because that would be freaking awesome. Yeah, that'll be that'll be double whammy for me. Number one, it'll be double whammy because I play for the Raiders. We need to win. Number two, the Bears is in the north. Yeah, so no. get them <laughs> get them an L to help my pack out as well. For sure, for sure. Okay, well that's gonna do it for this week's episode of Keeping It 300. If you haven't done so already, please rate us and write a review. We would really appreciate it. Till next time, for James, I'm Fallon. 
Yeah. Peace.